Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Ollie Skelton show that everybody rates. The acronym for that is TOSA. You're listening to the TOSA podcast and I'm usually joined recently with the infallible Chantel Schmidt. Am I like an extra limb to you now, do you feel? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know I have double-jointed limbs. Do you? Yeah, do you want to see? A hundred percent. You knew that I was going to say yes. <gasps> oh, oh, I feel, oh, that was so weird the way it flipped back, like, yeah. like a rubber man. That was very weird. Why are you not a gymnast or something? Didn't work out for me. Missed opportunity, I feel. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> How have you been? Look, chaos, I feel like. Four months of living out of a suitcase is getting to me. Mm. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. This is the situation I've put myself in by can, being the Can best. I just say how disgusting that TikTok you made about your underwear was, bro? About my underwear? Oh, that was a while ago. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You still made it. You know what I thought you were going to talk about was what? me on the Japanese toilet. Equally as bad. I've got a really bad thing with shit. I know, but we need to remove the taboo on poo, I feel. <sighs> it kills me. Oh. I don't know what... Grow up. Oh, okay, dude. It's pretty gross, man. And we all hi- don't act like everybody isn't always hiding shit. They are, and farts also. Farts. Yeah. Tani is yet to fart in front of me. Really? Yet to fart. You know, my mum said, 40 years of marriage, I never farted in front of your father. How? I was like, I think you have, babe. But yeah. You just don't know it. A little s- <laughs> true. Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like, did she do one? That's. You smell like Dutch oven. No. No, but as you, I feel like as you become like simpatico with your partner, you start to like, like I love her pong. I was so worried that this was actually going to go out um, on maths. I was on maths, by the way. Oh, yeah. and I had no idea. <laughs> you know the confession box? Yes. They At the end they say, what question would you like this person to ask oh, you? Oh, yes, yeah, the last yeah, dinner party. The, the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I said to Tani, I really fucking threw her a softball and she hit it out of the park. Like it's like I wanted what was it? to be human- my memory. It wasn't said. It oh. got it fell on the floor. Okay, what the was it? The cutting room. I said, What is the weirdest thing about me? And she said, The fact that you like the smell of my underarm. National television. That well, that is a bit weird, Ollie. I think uh, that's a bit weird. What constitutes weird? What percentage of people liking it? If 25% of people like it, is it weird? Is that how you measure weirdness by based off majority of people do it? Because people poo and you're thinking that that's weird. I don't think it's weird. <laughs> you think it's weird to talk about it? I don't even think it's weird to talk about it. I just don't like to visualise girls doing poos. Okay, sure. I don't like to visualise guys doing poos either, to be honest. Well, look, I don't think this is a poo podcast today. Let's move on. How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, 
You sure you don't want to talk about the poos a little more? No, I feel now really that's weird. making you uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like I'm just diving in. I don't know. I feel like there's like some kind of like barrier when you do it on TikTok or whatever. When someone brings up something that you did on social media yeah. in real life, it's like soul destroying. I'm yeah. like, oh. Okay, no, I apologise. <laughs> but you've got to be held accountable for your the art that you're putting out. That's true. And you know what? I got like 500 new followers just from doing the Japanese toilet. I know how that correlates. I know. I'm like, what, what's what's next? All right. Why are we still talking about the poo? All I'll you ever are is poo, 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 poo. But I did you... see on your um, Instagram this week that there's a new show that you're obsessed with. <gasps> yes. Last Stop Larimar. Well, I don't know. But tell me, what's it about? Dude, Why do you love it? It's like a real life Cluedo. There is 11 people in this town, Larimar. It's in Northern Territory. Okay. One person dies. Yeah. One person dies. They don't have a police station. Oh. He was murdered. Yeah. His hat that he always wore was still at his house. He dropped off his quad bike. He was last seen at the bar. Yes. He had all he had his wallet, had his keys, everything, and he disappeared. Okay. So then now it's who done it. Oh, right. Okay. And yeah. the characters. Colonel Mustard, definitely. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> the characters are amazing. Did you They're, used to say Colonel Mustard when you used to play? No, but I used to say Quay instead of Key. Oh, right. Yeah, me as well for like circular <sighs> Quay for years. And I used to say Bless You instead of Bless You for about, till I was up to about 12. That's Very right. agnostic family. Do you want to hear a secret? Okay. This is really shameful for me to admit. Well, if it's got nothing to do with poo, then you're going to be fine. Well, you know that I just went recently to Rome. Shout out. Shout out, Pope. Anyway, <laughs> I went to Vatican City, as you do, and it was then when they gave us this little, ha- they gave us this little handout that I realised, oh, it's Sistine Chapel, not 16th. Oh, dude, that is so funny because do you know – Bieber did the same thing on Letterman. Well, you know what? Because then I went to like Google it because I thought, oh, maybe I'll bring it up yeah. in like a vlog or something. Yeah. And then I Googled it and it said, is Justin, like, you know, the, one of the automated things was like, is Justin Bieber the only person who <laughs> thought it was 16th Chapel? And I'm like, come on. Like, Dude, David Letterman says the funniest, just, yeah, he was so quick. He's like, Canadian high school, everybody. And everyone's like, ah. but yeah, that's, no, that's, that's not, that's not good. It's embarrassing. But I think if I didn't watch that video, I wouldn't know. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. I think that if you fuck up, you make sure that people after you do not fuck up. So you're welcome, everyone. Mm. Anyone that thought it was 16th, it's 16th. How the bloody hell we get from Larimar, the whodunit, to 16th? Oh, you're talking about Colonel Mustard. Yeah, look, you plant the seeds and I just pick them up and make them develop into flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, quickly, I want to get into the roast. Yes, we, I'm so excited. Yes, we need to talk about the roast. Yes. The roast is happening um, on the 16th of November and it is at Kinsalayas. Kinsalas. It's at Kinsalas. I went past um, there on the weekend and I'm telling you what, it's a great venue. Mm. Great venue. It's basically like Taylor Square on off Oxford Street. Let's watch Ollie get torn to shreds. Yes. And I just want to say... It's gonna be good fun, and um, we've got we've got two more guests that we can announce right now. Oh, let's do it! Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah, Ollie. Yeah. Who are we announcing for the roast? Phoebe and Mitchell from Love Island. Love Island last season, the love couple. They're just you know, they to me they're both Kiwi, but they're not. One's from the land of New Zealand, and the other one is from Melbourne. But I don't know. Uh, Phoebe's kind of got like a little Kiwi accent. But I've said, guys, can you please get involved in this? It would be really funny. I think it would be really funny if you dual roasted me together. And they said, Kia ora. So 
From that, <laughs> we have hello. got. Yeah. <laughs> From that, we have. Yeah. So we're announcing Phoebe and Mitchell. So if you like them, maybe that's even more incentive for you to come. Maybe you live in Byron. And you're like, do I want to go to this thing? Do I want to take an extended weekend? And then you know your favourite two from Love Island. So yeah, <laughs> that's 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 what we got on offer at the moment. So I wanted to combine Last Stop Larimar into our next guest. Yes. But you started saying colloquial mustard or whatever, and completely threw off us through our guard. Oh, it's all my fault. Okay. Got to be someone else, but mine. So shall we skip news of the week this week and jump straight in? I reckon let's let's jump right in. Okay. No stress. So we have this week Outback Tom, who I believe you've met recently. Outback Tom, yes. I met him at an Instagram event and he's just, he's a real one. He's a good dude. He's a cool dude. Do you want to officially do the intro that I wrote for you? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it. You want you me to wrote, do it? No, no, you Okay. Wrote, oh, you want to do it? I can do it. Yes. All right, guys. Our guest today is none other than Tom Forrest, otherwise known as Outback Tom. You might recognise him from the bush cooking videos that he does with his granddad. I think they're very funny, very mm. wholesome. Mm-hmm. And that time that he tried to convince his Tinder matches that he looked like Bailey Smith. If you squint your eyes, I reckon there's a chance. Oh, I don't know about that. He's bloody hilarious. And I'm not surprised he's copped over 6 million likes on TikTok. Without further ado, we're introducing Outback Tom. Outback Tom. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Can we refer to you? Is it Outback Tom? That's Outback Tom, isn't it? Outback Tom. Outback, Outback Tom's Tom. good. So Outback Tom, or Tom, we ask something to our guests every week when we okay. start off. We want to know, we want to know what, t- you know how like it, it happens in like waves of TikTok trends that you go down and we want to know what, we call it rent free and what is the TikTok ho- rabbit hole that you're going down at the moment? And we'll start up, we'll start you off um, so you can have a little bit of time to think. Mm. So the one... Um, that, the one that I cannot escape at the moment, and to be honest, I fucking love it, is the one where it's like, watch out about me. Do you know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of, yeah, and then people are doing the rap, right? It's kind of like a rap. Want to chat about something? Yeah, yeah, Watch yeah. out about me. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how you can miss an entire trend? Like I'm sitting here going, what are you guys talking about? You've not seen that. I have not. Can you send it to me? Yes. Thank you. I'm a bit over it, to be honest. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of them. I mean, look, I get it. It's catchy, but um, but I've seen a lot of them. But you're a rapper yourself, aren't well, you? Well. I saw something on the Instagram stories over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Shall we get into that? I guess I was rapping. You know, they did ask me to get up on stage and rap. So how does that all come about? That was kind of a random one, actually. I mean, I've always done a bit of music, like usually country music and hip hop. And um, just like I have a, a couple of ties to the like more Aboriginal hip hop scene, like mm. Barker, Nookie, yeah. um, you know, Kobe D, Tasman Keith. Like I know all those mob pretty well mm. and I've done a couple of shows before and yeah, I was just at this event like and Chance the Rapper was there uh, and so it was Inkabee. He introduced Inkabee. So it was like at the pub, right? Like I'm at the pub and Chance the Rapper was there and uh, after Inkabee performed, then like one of the MCs, you know, it was kind of like a freestyle session and there were a few rappers going and then they were like, out back, out back as I was walking past. And then everyone kind of convinced me like, out back Tom, out back Tom. So I, I got up and, and did a bit of rapping. Yeah. <laughs> that is so gnarly. So Random party of, tricks. Did you have it like up your back sleeve or did you think of it on the spot? Okay, look, most people, most rappers, you know, when they get up to freestyle, like it's it's good to have something. Yeah. It's always good to have something in the back pocket. So I definitely went with something in the back pocket. And it'd been a long afternoon too. Mm. It'd been a long, long mm. evening. Like I couldn't make things up on the spot. You Do know? you know what kills me is how much people think like you see a breakfast 105 freestyle or whatever mm. 
and people are like, oh, wow, I can't, like Lil Dicky, they're thinking his raps are off the dome. Well, you know, even with the recent like uh, Drake and Central C, like I'm pretty sure they call it freestyle, but, you know, but it, it's, it's preloaded obviously, mm. but it's mm. kind of like, I guess it's more that freestyle in the sense that there's no like choruses and so on. And, and like you, it's really up to you mm. to like pick your, your rhythm and slow and, you know, and your pace and, and your style too. But yeah, it's, I think like even myself, you know, last night I was actually writing some raps randomly. Mm. I knocked off work, went home and wrote, and wrote something. And I feel like it's just, I'll probably won't make that song, but mm. just having it in the back pocket for, um, I guess for those, you know, long evenings getting called onto the stage type situations. <laughs> Is it in the notes? It's in the notes. Can, yeah. we, can we just have the first top line? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Sure. I'll bring it out. Okay. The top line. Actually, I, I, I showed my friend today and he really liked it actually. The top line. Okay. That's um, so it goes, can I swear? Fuck. Always. Yes. Right, fantastic. So it's weekends, all the same shit. I guess I brave the course. If you call me cowboy, well, maybe you should save a horse. Hold up. Shit, no, I ain't the wrong guy. One half is out back, the other half is Bondi. <laughs> God, as, I, as my style's changing, as I'm uh, getting into that, you know, that Bondi style and, yeah. and leaving the outback slowly, you know? Wow. Are you an Eastern Suburbs boy? Yeah. Now. Yeah. I am now. Yeah, yeah. I'm as far from the outback as possible. But I figured, like, I grew up in the outback. I grew up in a regional, like, small Aboriginal community. I've lived in, like, really remote communities too. And so for me, if you're going to live in the city, like you might as well live in town. You know, you haven't have, haven't had that much access to like social events or resources growing up. So yeah. if you're going to live in the city, like you might as well, you know, have it at sort of your doorstep. Mm-hmm. So the story of you starts in the Kimberley your whole life mm. up until when? Yeah, look, pretty, pretty much a, a large portion of my life. Like I grew up in, in the Kimberley. But I went to five different high schools. I went to a couple in Perth. Like we did these random stints. My, my father lives in Perth and uh, my grandma lived in Perth. So sort of growing up, it was between the small town of Wyndham, Kununurra and then Perth and going in between. But yeah, five different high schools. And so I kind of started off in the Kimberley and then finished off in the Kimberley too. So I went back to the Kimberley in year 11 and finished off year 11 and 12. Yeah, in, in Kununurra, quite a small town. Which is you kind of see the opposite usually. So you kind of see like maybe they might go down and board for the last two years um, in, in Perth to to assimilate themselves a little bit Oh, 100%. I mean, I have so many friends, you know, in um, from the town that I grew up who absolutely went to Perth to do boarding school, like yeah. to do AFL, and they kind of come back for their school holidays. But, mm. yeah, I did the opposite. I was living in Perth, and then I wanted to finish off high school in the Kimberley, which, uh, yeah, and it was kind of interesting, like – you know, now it's amazing living in the city and I, and I really want to be here and, and be enjoying the city life. But at the time, um, you know, mum made me move to Perth. She's like, you've got to come and at least do a term because I didn't want to leave, you know, even my, the small hometown of Wyndham. And I think it's important I did though, because, you know, a lot of my friends are still there and, and, you know, maybe had I not left, then I probably could still be there now, you mm. know, have mm. a trade under the belt. Which is what you see, right? Misses, you know, dude. So like <laughs> big car. Yeah. <laughs> like. I so I went and did three years in in Cal, mm. and I found when I would if I spent over if I stayed three months in Kalgoorlie, which has a population of thirty thousand, um, what was the population of of your hometown? Wyndham's eight hundred, yeah, but still the small town vibe, you exactly. know. I get like it, I get it, yeah. I get it. Close so, uh, <laughs> but when I would come back, it would take me like maybe like a day not to have anxiety of all the intense mm. 
people going, like the people, the noises, the city life. Um, what was it like in the opposite? So maybe doing your your last two years back in the Kimberley. You know, when I when I went home, even more recently, like the feeling is how do I explain it? Like the most calm I've ever felt. So I'd been in, in the city for months and months. I finally went home for the first time. And when my grandfather picked me up and I, and I got home and unloaded my bags and just sat down on the couch and granddad made, a, made us both a coffee, that for me was just like, you can't hear anything but the birds outside. Mm. And it's like the most calm and collected I felt. Like zero stress, zero anxiety about anything, nothing to worry about. And uh, you can only, you know, after six weeks, you're pretty keen to like see some people and get back to the city. But it's definitely the most calm, calm I absolutely feel. And that's what I miss right now was like just that, that really quietness and um, the feeling of like relaxation and, mm. and, and, and really clear thoughts. Do you ever think your home could be anywhere else? I mean, you know, I want to try and make the city work out personally. Um, and I'm trying to find it a balance at the moment. Maybe it's like four times back in the Kimberley and then, you know, in the meantime throughout the year it's, it's in the city. I think as I get older too, and I, you know, I don't want to grow old in an apartment and that's not uncommon, like internationally, even when you live in a city, like people, they beca- they become old in their apartments, mm. you know, they, they die essentially, like they, they become elderly and, 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 and grow up there. For me, you know, I reckon I could do like another year, even in the heart of the city and then... I'd need to move out of town somewhere. Like mm-hmm. I need a backyard, yeah. you know, living in the apartment. It's, it's like, I even find that tough, but yeah, I hope that I can. I don't want to, I think as I get older, I'd be nice to like maybe retire as a journalist back in the Kimberley, but you know, there's a lot of, it, it's good to be able to adapt. It's so easy just to stay in your hometown and never leave because it's so comfortable. The comfort zone's there. And so yeah, I'm, I'm right now trying to make the city feel like home. Right. Cause you mentioned you're a journo. Mm. I want to know, because for me, I'm also in the journalistic space. Did you find, I grew up on the central coast, so an hour and a half north of here. Mm. I always thought I have to move to Sydney to make my career work. But I found it really interesting how you were saying that you did do it from the Kimberley. So how do you find like the difference in opportunity? I think like starting in the Kimberley, starting regional as a journalist is one of the best things. And I always explain it to my colleagues as like cowboy journalism. You've got to work car, we just jump in it and we go get a story. And uh, most of the stories I found when I started my, my journalism career were on the streets. Like maybe it was on the weekend, I heard that something was going on or maybe I was getting a coffee and had a yarn to someone and they told me this amazing story. You know, one of my favourite stories were about these two young girls. They were in the Kimberley and they'd went to like a green school in Bali and they'd done this project where they get recycled cooking oil and they, you know, turn it into biodiesel and then their local school bus uses it. And I was just walking down Cable Beach and Broome with a microphone and just decided to have a yarn to someone mm. and uh, I found that story. So the best stories are going to be regional. Yeah. And and uh, for me, the reason I moved to the city was for the bigger productions, the bigger opportunities, more TV, more of that fun stuff. But, you know, I think a lot of desk journalists in the cities end up just writing off PR releases, like media releases, mm. just writing stories off those. So. Mm. And uh, I've seen a lot of successful journalists, they start regional. And it's just the way, it's just where you really learn how to tell a story, like where you really learn what community is, I think, and uh, learn how to just, yeah, tell a really good yarn. Yeah. Strong point. Mm. Because Sydney is full of tosses. Mm. And here, we know a thing or two about tosses. Yes. And Ollie has a segment ready for you about this very thing. It wasn't the TikTok. The TikTok, I've been thinking about that. Are you ready? (laughs) What is your TikTok? Well, before we get into that segment. Oh, yeah. Before we get into that segment. I have to bring it back to your TikTok. What's your TikTok hole? This one's kind of random, but um, I've actually, it's like, it's it, no one will really know about it, but 
Lockie Leonard, this like old Australian TV show, people are making edits like of Lockie Leonard edits. And it's gotten me on this kind of ridiculous drive to find where Lockie Leonard is. I mean, it's an actor, it's Sean Keenan. Like, I think oh, people yeah, see him yeah. around Bondi occasionally. Underrated. He's but really good actor. 100%. Yeah. So the current mission of mine is to f- where is Sean Keenan and where is yeah. Lockie Leonard? But yeah, it's a real random one. It's like these, you know, those classic like compilation edits, but it's of this classic Australian TV show. That's the current one I, I keep going back to. So Lockie Leonard, mm. now the female equivalent of Lockie Leonard. What? Is that show with the girl? Is it mortified? Uh, you know, we had this conversation yesterday. I started naming off like, what, H2O just had water? Huh? Daria? <laughs> and I didn't, Alex I didn't, Mack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember mortified? Yeah, well, that's, I heard, I know I don't remember that. Was But I know that's the female version, right? Oh, yes. No, of course I remember that. Yes. That is, yeah. Yes. Female Lockie Leonard. 2006, Lockie Leonard, 2007. It's like they passed the baton. True. Wow. That's good though, I think. Lockie Leonard, you know, randomly on Friday night, this is the most bizarre thing. And, you know, I'd been out Thursday socialising till quite late Friday afternoon. I thought, what should I, what should I watch? I don't really watch TV shows or movies, but because I'd been on this TikTok, you know, sort of rabbit hole of watching these edits, I thought I'd chuck it on. I thought I'd chuck on Lockie Leonard oh. randomly, just in the background. And I realised... You know, I've got a six-year-old sister. I'm like, I think I'll get Lily to watch this because it teaches really good values. That's, okay. you know, it teaches really good lessons and manners. Fuck so, off, Louie. We've yeah. got Lockie Leonard. 100%. <laughs> Who needs, yeah. Yes, Lockie Leonard. <laughs> random. Bro. Random is, side thing. Because we're both 95, right? I'm 99. Oh, what? Oh, my yeah. God. I'm on a low collagen diet, hence oh, why we look the same dude. age. Talk about, talking about Australian classics. Mm. Last Town, Larimar. Have you seen it? Never seen that. Dude. Ollie, <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I was talking about this on the intro. So do you, do you know Larimar? No, that's a town? Town in Northern Territory. Okay. 11 people. <laughs> okay, okay. There's a murder. <laughs> oh, wow. There is a murder and it's a whodunit. What year was did this happen? 2017. The documentary, the big documentary came out 2021 or something. Wow, no, I'd never heard of that. That's quite interesting. So there's no police at Larimar. Mm. It's, a, you know, down the community road. Community kind of thing. Community. There's been a murder. They can't find his body, but he. Th- there's no signs that he, you know, he left his keys, left his mm. thing, left mm. this, left that, left the other. And then it's, well, there's 11 people, 10 are left. Who the hell killed Paddy Makatana or something? Yeah, right. No, I'd never, I'd never heard of that. I, it sounds quite interesting. And I mean, the eleven, like the the eleven population thing. I love that you're trying to find common ground with this synopsis that I gave. Eleven yeah. people. You can really tell there that you people. are not a tosser because you you really were. From my perspective, it was like that's a really uninteresting story. But let me act interested. Wow, no, I could find something. That's a good person. No, no, no. I, you know what I would have said? Shut up, Ali. No, but you're it, like, wow, that's like, really interesting. I didn't ask any questions on it. I gave you the synopsis, which essentially was the eleven people, and you went, "Let he let me react." Yeah. <laughs> and then eleven people. What do you think? Um, the doco. Okay. okay. Seriously, do yourself a favor. That's my John Hughes impression. Do you know John Hughes? Yes. Do yourself a favour, just over Victoria Causeway. I'm John Hughes. Absolutely. That's good. Voice over artist. I hope you can, you know, I hope it was good, you know. Can you do Daily Bailey? Who the hell is Daily Bailey? You know. I don't know. No. Tim Bailey. 
Who the, who the heck the is The weather that? guy that looks like he's put on too much fake tan and the blonde hair. What? Okay, what year were you born again? We're going to go there? <laughs> 91. No, that's 91. the difference right there. Really, mm. There's really a we're decade like... between us all. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Did you think of your question or was that it? Huh? Oh, yeah, last time you Oh, okay, of course. All right, next thing. I can't say nothing today. <laughs> okay, so... We do a segment each week. Okay. Right? And we call it, Am I the Tosser? Right? right. So people, they type in, they ask us questions. Mm-hmm. They want to know if in this scenario, they are the tosser. Okay. Hey, Ollie and Outback. They haven't greeted either of us, but I like to pretend that they do. That's good. Thank you. When I met my fiance, he was at my house to supervise a roofing crew. The insurance company hired to replace my damaged roof. I instantly fell for him. When he pulled up in his truck, I couldn't keep my eyes off him for the rest of the day as he gave orders to his men. When we started dating, he was vague about his job and I chalked it up to him being insecure about me having a better career. I didn't care about our income imbalance. When we got serious, we talked about our future plans and that was when he told me the full extent of his little construction company. Generally, that means drugs, doesn't it? But um, I was shocked that his construction earning is as much as my dad's surgeon salary. Okay. (laughs) Gradually, he took me around to the the handful of construction lots and shopping centre he owns. His rental income combined with his construction earnings is double that of my dad's. She's not putting two together, is she? He said that few people know about... He said that few people know about his finances... And he expects to keep what I know to myself. Jesus. And you better keep what you know to your bloody self. (laughs) My parents disapproved of him since the first time I brought him home. My dad dad coined the term tool boy. And the rest of my family joined in whenever they talk behind my fiancé's back. They don't call him that to his face, but instead make snide remarks. Once my mum said during dinner that they're thinking about hiring someone to mow their lawn. Then turned to my fiancé and said, what do you charge for that, by the way? I always try to defend him and it's a constant battle. It's gotten worse since we were planning our wedding the other day and my nerves just broke. Yesterday, parents were trying to get me into, a, into getting a prenuptial. Then my dad said, you have to protect your assets just in case Tool Boy decides to go slumming. I lost it. And yelled at my parents during our shouting, I blurted his earnings that he makes are more than the both of them combined. Then I stormed out. I told my fiancé what happened, but instead of supporting me, he got mad that I told his parents. And I argued I was defending him that we got into an argument. My parents, my parents and family are mad at me for keeping secrets. My fiancé is mad at me for not keeping secrets, and I'm stuck in the middle and don't know what to do. Honey... Honey, honey, honey. <laughs> that's a great that's, that's one of my faves. That's great. So um, she wants to know not what she should do. Is she, is she the tosser in this scenario for, um, you know, outing her fiancé's potential drugs, um, drug scheme? Okay. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I don't think so. And, and, and quite honestly, I think she could have, you know, I think she could have broke it a lot earlier. Mm. You know, just said to the folks, hey, so, you know, you know, we can ease up. He, yeah. He's kind of banking it in. Yeah. Let him know nice and early. Yeah. yeah. And that would kind of them, you know, that would kind of pull back naturally. Mm. 
and she wouldn't even have to, I mean, she, then she's keeping her secrets from her partner. But no, I think, you know, she is defending in her husband's defense, in her fiance's defense. Mm. She's saying, look, you know, he's kind of got some money. Mm. I, what, I, do you I, think? Yeah. I always feel like you're right with what you said um, at the start then that just nip it in the bud early. Mm. I always feel like with these am I the tosses, if they just said how they were thinking initially, they wouldn't get themselves in this position where it's like all hell is going to break loose unless you say something right now. So fucking true. These people let it fester, don't mm. they? Don't and, let it fester. And like, you know, keeping secrets is, import, is important, you know, you know, when your fiancé tells you or your, you know, soon-to-be husband tells you a secret, mm. you know, you could probably tell your folks, so look, mm. he kind of he, he kind of makes a lot of money, mm. believe it or not. He's a, you know, construction tycoon, you know, he's a he's a big he's a I big guy. In I don't know how anybody hasn't just assumed that there could be like I guess if he's That's if not where my mind went. Okay, but if they're yeah. calling him tool boy, they clearly don't have respect for him. So if I, I you know what I think the next conversation's gonna be? Now that they know he has money, if they don't respect him, yes. they're gonna be like Pfft got be drugs, aren't it? Yeah, yeah. I think mm. who – I don't know anyone that makes a lot of money that pretends that they don't. But who's still on the tools if you're a millionaire? That is my kind of question. Like, And I appreciate I appreciate that, that he's, you know, staying to his roots. But typically once you're up there in the construction, you know, the construction business, you know, you've got your, your labourers doing it for you. You know, they're the ones doing the roofing. You're not pulling up with a tool belt. But how many drug kingpins – Work in construction. Yes. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. The launder. You're done. Okay. Um, no, okay. Look, so he's I, the tosser. He's the secret tosser. He's a tosser. He's a shady tossy. Tossy. Right. Tossy. <laughs> I got a spare one. My wife and I have always dreamed of celebrating our 40th anniversary with a luxurious vacation. Just the two of us reliving the romance of our early years. We had it all planned out for years now. And we were excited beyond words. Enter our adult daughter, Jane. <laughs> Jane and her husband got wind of our plans and promptly invited themselves and their two children, a nine-year-old and five-year-old. I originally put my foot down and told them this trip was just for us, which upset her some. But my wife has a hard time saying no to Jane as she is the youngest of our children and our only daughter. They get away with that. And she didn't want to hurt her feelings, so he, she reluctantly... She reluctantly agreed to let them join. I wasn't thrilled about it at the time, but I wanted to make my family happy and I knew my wife was okay with the idea of a family trip. Even if she was heartbroken, we wouldn't get our romantic trip. We went along with it. The place we were originally going was not child-friendly, so we changed course and decided on an all-inclusive family-friendly resort. We paid for the resort and our grandchildren's plane tickets. Wow. Oh. Jane and her husband only had to pay for their own airfare. Here's where things get complicated. As the, as the vacation got closer, I started having a change of heart. I realized that our 40th anniversary was a once in a lifetime milestone. Mm. And I wanted to honor it in a way that was true to our original plans. My wife and I might not be able to afford a trip like this again for quite some time. And it's something we always wanted to do. So without consulting anyone, I switched our tickets last minute to go to the romantic destination that my wife and I had originally planned for. I did not tell Jane or her husband. I didn't even tell my wife until the day before our flight left. Wow, that would have excited her, which was a day before Jane's 
flight left for their vacation. It wasn't an easy decision and I felt guilty about it. But I wanted our 40th anniversary to be special, intimate celebration we had always hoped for. We called Jade after we landed to tell her that we wished she was to tell her and she was extremely upset to say the least. She seemed of the idea that we were going to look after our grandkids so she and her husband could have alone time. And now that I abandoned her, they would have to do it all themselves. Oh my God. I hung up on them when my son-in-law started shouting and my wife and I enjoyed the rest of our trip. They came back the same day, but we the same day we did, but have not answered any of our texts and Jane seems to be ignoring me. My wife told me she vastly preferred our trip to the family trip we would have taken, but she still doesn't like how Jane is mad at us and wants me to apologize. I'm not sure I want to after learning Jane and her husband were using us for free babysitting and a free trip, but I feel like I should just keep the peace. Am I the toss-up for changing our trip destination last minute and leaving Jane and her family to fend for themselves? There's a lot to unpack there. I think there's definitely a bit of a the son-in-law shouting over the phone. Okay, there's a couple of things going on here. My mum's in Europe right now, right? Call me this morning from Italy with my six-year-old sister, mum's partner, and, you know, uh, my cousin, my 11-year-old cousin. Um, you know, there was no flights being offered. You know, they're over there in Europe. They're cruising around leaning Tarapisa right now. Hell you know? Yeah. So I think for starters, a couple things. Mum and dad shouting you know, the, the, the resort for the grown-up kids. I might get it. I'm all for it. Like, mm. you know, mum and dad, you know, I hope I can do the same for my kids. Mm. But, um, oh, my God, not at all. I think it, I think go more ruthless. You know, I like the original plan of just saying, sorry, it's our 40th anniversary. We're trying to keep, you know, the mm. spark going. Mm. Wild of the daughter, I think, to, to really piggyback on that holiday mm. with the kids, with the husband – and they want alone time. Mm. Let the you mm. know they've been together for forty years. Let mm. them have a bit of you know. Let them reignite it. Hanky pank. Hard agree. Jane can get fucked, in my opinion. Okay, but <laughs> the thing that is always with these things, you have to. It's there is a bias. So he's kind of he's written it. So <laughs> yeah. The, the last line here: Am I the asshole for changing our trip destination last minute and leaving Jane and her family to fend for themselves? Fend for themselves is interesting because he's like, I think he's being a little bit satirical or a little bit fend for themselves. He knows damn well they do that every other day. He's mm. like, and to fend for themselves. Mm. So, But I think that Jane has this expectation. Jane's a grown-ass woman that has mm. tacked onto her parents who have been together for 40 years, so they're probably about 60, mm. and Jane's at least, you know, she's an adult. Mm. She expects this shit from her parents. That's what I mean. I think like the fend for herself thing is because her parents literally think that they have to spoon feed her everything. Otherwise she. But isn't it kind of like you go on these trips and it is a little bit like that usually? Oh, well, I think the dad's already done a solid. He's already, he shouted them a trip. He shouted the kids a trip and he paid for the resort. Right. It's like, he's still getting a holiday. Sorry, we're just True. taking off this side. True. You know? True. I think that's, yeah. If he and did like... sh shout the. If he shouted only the kids' flights and not the resort. How much how much time do Jane and her partner want? Mate, give the kid an iPad. Do you know what I mean? True. It's, it's 45 <laughs> minutes. Done. You know what I mean? Yes. Even that's solid. Yeah, okay. So, no, I think you've convinced me. I think he, I think she is an asshole. 
And so the eyes have it. All three of us think Jane's an arsehole. Yeah, this is the parents' time. Let your parents fucking... Have their one year. Yes. To have a crack. They wiped her ass for fucking years. Why are you going to bring up the shit again? Oh, yeah, true. It's Sorry, shit, Ollie's shit, got an issue. Shit. I'm like, remove the taboo and poo. He's like, no. I love <laughs> shit, dude. I freaking... <laughs> whatever. Okay. Well, that was Am I the Tosser? For, so thank you very much for that, Outback Tom. And now we do something else, right? Mm. And I just stumbled across this the other day when I was thinking... I was thinking, like, what is social norms that don't really make sense? Okay. And I've got some for you. Yes, please, go. Clapping. We show our appreciation by smacking our hands together to make a noise. Yeah. It's, it's pretty out there. I'll it- go again. <laughs> He was hoping for a more wild reaction. <laughs> no, no, no. I no, think... I kind of, you know, I guess I was I was marinating on it for a second. I was thinking, I never thought of that. Like what if we what, what, stomped what? our foot? Sometimes we do stomp our feet though, don't we? Mm. Okay, here's another one. Blowing out candles on a birthday cake. Yeah, they'll have the birthday cake, won't they? You're basically blowing your germs all over the cake you're sharing with others. You know, you see me on a Friday night, though. I'm not worried about a you know Friday a bit of candle blowing. You know, do you, are you do you think it's not a good thing? I think, and look, this is the first time we've really done this. Um, but I think when you think about it, it's like, why do we do it? Yeah. And this one, this one's quite an interesting one. Ties. What about them around the neck? Why do we wear ties? Yeah. Why do we wear ties? Is what there an is origin the, story? What is the purpose of the tie? No, I give you that. That is a bit of a random one. What, is it, what does it do? Yeah, I agree. Think about it. We don't need those, I think. Gosh, no. And the whole learning how to tie a tie in school. Went to one school where I had to learn how to tie a tie. Of course. I remember some people would go to public school, private schools, and they'd have the little elastic thing. The cheating, yeah, the, I, the cheating one. I wanted one. Wasn't allowed. Why were you not allowed? I had to learn. Oh, dude. See, Still don't know. I went, <laughs> still don't know how either. I'm not 100%. <laughs> and I went, to, I went to Darling Range, you know, public school. We didn't have ties. But everywhere else had ties. And then your, the, the, the ball comes on, the school ball, and you've got these ties that you've got to freaking do. And I've, I've, what is it? It's like Just call up Jane's dad. He'll help you. He probably would. <laughs> he would. No, I think that's, you know, that's, you know, we kind of probably have evolved in a random way where we do these strange things. Tie, I haven't worn a tie in a long time. I'd go a bow tie, kind of clip on if I had to. But, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think they're that necessary personally. I think the tie, you know what, because it's so hard to do, right? Mm. Yeah. I think that it's like status. A s- status. Yeah. This person can do a tie. Yeah. It's, it's a smart cookie, dude. But how are you meant to tell if someone actually did that tie themselves? True, true. I know my mum used to do a lot of my ties. Same. And she's got to do it reverse. Yeah, same. Mum had to do it reverse. Fuck that. Crazy. Could you imagine having kids and having to do and the give, reverse tie? Give, her the, give my mum the shits too. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, she had to do the whole behind you. You yeah. know, arms around the oh, shoulders. That's, what, that's right. what, you know, when she if she couldn't do it reverse... Mm. Rightio, mate, turn around. Okay. Arms over ya, you yeah. know. Even worse when the teacher had to do it. Yeah, okay. Teacher's pressed up on your back, you Damn. know. <laughs> doing the um, <laughs> wouldn't be legal these days. No, no. <laughs> you know? um, Old Miss Spam. Yeah, and you've got the 
Yeah. No, okay. I've got another one. Okay, go. I like these. Consuming milk from other animals yeah. is totally normal. Yeah. But mention consuming human milk, you know, some titty milk, yeah. by a non-infant, okay, and you are crazy. You know, I saw a video recently of um, where they kind of have a box and under the box is like different glasses of milks. And um, with so, straws coming out and like that someone's doing a taste test and you can see from the camera's view what type of milk it is. And the husband was doing like, he did like get cow's milk, chocolate milk, his wife's breast milk. And one other one, he got it right, which was like, okay, like he's obviously, you mm. know, he's, he's calibrated before, mm. you know, he didn't have to recalibrate. And, you know, he did kind of give me this weird feeling. Yeah. You know? Like, why is he doing that? Why? He can't be drinking tea. Why is he doing that? You know? And maybe, you know, curiosity, you know, you think, okay, interesting. I mean, the first man who discovered milk, that was worrying. You know, I think he would have copped copped a lot back in the day. Hey, like, I've just, the udder of this cow, I've had a go. And, um... (laughs) The cow, you know, like we drink, we drink. You suck the cow, <laughs> and you know now we have it eighty degrees. Bang, chuck it in a shot of coffee. When do you reckon was the last time you had titty milk? Oh, I think I might have been a bit of a late, you know, one of them kids that were sort of hanging around a bit longer than yeah. usual. You were dabbling in the in the OG for a hot minute, like, <laughs> like I was obvious. I think I would have been. Walking around probably, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, some kids, sometimes, you know, mothers will just get them off ASAP, Mm. straight onto the formula. Yeah. I think I was definitely, so was my sister too, actually. And I kind of, because I was an adult, you know, and my sister was talking, you know, I always thought, and she still kind of does it now to be a creep, like my six-year-old, you know, sister. Yeah, and I always, I was, you know, 18, 19, 20 or something, and she's still on mum's, you know, breast. Right. Um. And it sort of got to the later years and mum, I think mum was like, dude, you were the same. Interesting. Yeah. You were the same, man. Right. Yeah. See, I think I was like a couple years, but then I was probably a little bit too long on the dummy. Oh, true. Like I reckon I was dummy maybe five or six. Yeah. Okay. Is that late? Well, that's like year one, dude. Oh, no, no, it was five. I'm true. sure. It was Imagine five. you rocking up to oh, kindergarten bro. first day with a bloody dummy in your face. Bro. True. It was just so fun. And that probably just means that it could, it could have been titty milk the whole time, right? 100%. There is something about it, though, you know, that just it doesn't – it should be fine. I guess it should be fine, right? We can do it with every other animal. Why should we I'm not, not saying – I'm not, you know, promoting it necessarily. <laughs> this is a real anatomy-based no, episode today. <laughs> Why should we not be drinking that milk instead? Superfood. No, but our bodies don't like. We're having it as a baby. Producing it. We have not just like a never-ending vending machine. Okay, but what if pumping it out? Okay, but what if I can't go into the bathroom right now and come back with a glass of milk? Okay, (laughs) but what I'm saying is, you're there's there's eight billion people in the world. What if we paid for? What if titty milk was like a delicacy? Oh well, that's interesting, actually. Yeah, why are we not? That's a side hustle that needs to be explored. But why is that not an option? Are we? Is this a conspiracy? Why are we not drinking titty milk? No, but you, you well, look, you raise a good point with the things that are social norm. Cow, not a drama. You yeah. know what I mean? Two hands on the artist, bang, 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 straight out of a glass. You know, mm. people just chill it. And goat? Goat. Who the hell tried a goat's milk? 100%. Mm. You know that these people aren't putting it into a cup for the first time. 
No. What they're going straight. Like. You know damn well that's what they're doing, dude. Sweating right. First person who tried it for sure. You know what I mean? That's with so many different foods. Like someone had to try that and risk their life or dignity to make that a common thing in life. Fucking people that tried animal animals for the first time, they need the same recognition as like people that fucking explored the world or yes. fucking like. As Ollie would say, bless you. Bless you, yeah. I used to think it was blessed till I was about 12. <laughs> is, there, okay. is there something that you only figured out recently? Mine was Sistine Chapel, not 16th. Oh. His is bless you, not bless you. Well, I mean, yeah, look, I was on radio recently reading a script and I said Grand Prix. Didn't realise it was Grand Prix. <laughs> Grand Prix. Really? Yeah, just didn't realise that. We've all got one. Why'd they spell it like that? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. <laughs> B-R-E-E next time, man. Like, get the guy who discovered milk to start writing our shit out. Yeah. Write out how it is. Yeah. I thought, I thought doping was only marijuana charges. I think it's the Grand Prix as well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Grand Prix. That's like the ultimate Aussie yeah. way to say Grand yeah. Prix. Grand Prix. I think it was like a news bulletin or something too. It's like the Grand Prix are in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fucking funny. And then um, finishing on asking people how they're doing as a matter of courtesy when you truly don't care yeah. and hoping they just say, good, how about you? <laughs> what do you think, Tom? How do you feel about the casual how are you? <clears throat> Ollie, when you first mentioned, um, you know, things that are socially like norms, are they acceptable? The first thing that came to my head was that. I had this, I had a crush on this, I think she was like from Finland a couple of years ago at the pizza shop I worked at. Wow. And uh, she, That's, the reason I remember wow, that. Sorry, that's an awesome little yeah. blurb. It's because she told me like, you don't actually care. I asked her like, hey, how are you? And she just said, good. And I said, jokingly said back, you're not going to ask me how I am? She's like, you don't actually care. Yeah. She's like, you, you people in Australia, you just say it. You don't even care, you know. And um, I was like, I, you know, true, I guess in a sense, yeah. you know. Um, I don't care. <laughs> time and place, yeah. right? Yeah. Time yeah. and place. If, if like a brother boy of mine pops around to the house, how are you, you know, and i got some debriefing to do, I might say, man, yes. I'm pretty average today. I'm pretty yes. flat. Yes. Let yes. me fill you in. If you're at the coffee shop, you know, just lie, I think. Yes. You know, just lie. Yes. Keep it brief. Even when you're not going good and they ask you. Well, look, actually, no, it's important to speak, but just time and place. Console in friends, family, role models, peers, etc. Yeah. The barista, let him be. <laughs> <laughs> we end it with this every week. We want to know what your Uber score is. Okay, so it's yeah. not just your rating, right? We've okay. concocted our own formula. All right. We do your total trips. Yeah. We do how many Uber Eats you've gotten, right? Oh, yeah. I'm and then nice. we times it by the last two scores on your Uber rating. I think I'll win. Now. This will be interesting. How long yeah. have you been before, in Sydney for? Before we ask, mm. what is winning to you? <laughs> the most. The most points. The most points. I don't yeah. think. Fuck yeah. I don't, I don't okay, think. so what that means is you've got to have a high rating mm. and you've got to have Either a lot of trips or you've got to have either a lot of Uber Eats. I'll tell you something right now. I told this story the other day and, um, you know, my whole brand is cooking in the bush. Um, And probably like six months ago I just stopped cooking and I uh, found this Thai place in the city and uh, I used to, you know, get it on Uber Eats on a Friday and Saturday night if I was staying in. Mm. And then one Sunday I went, I'm like pretty buggered up, I'll get it again. 
And then I was like, Monday, like, oh, I'm kind of busy tonight. I got yeah. netball. I'll do it again. I just didn't stop every single night. Fell. Another last four or five months. What? Yeah. You've had Uber Eats every night. Every single night. Okay. So. And someone didn't like this the other day. They were like, that's so messed up. <laughs> Same thing every single night. I've never changed the order. Wow. Actually, they called me two nights ago. They were like, hey, I'm like, we just saw you ordered, but we didn't have the satay sticks. We're so sorry. Oh, you're like. You're so they put free stuff in instead. Favorite yeah. customer. They yeah. know when they well, say that come up. Ding, ding, ding. Well, we got to know the order. Yeah. Okay, sure. It's literally just a, a Thai beef musman curry. Two serves of satay sticks, large rice every single night. And you reckon you've mm. gone 150 days in a row. Can I show you the scroll? Please. Do you want to see the scroll? I Look, I believe it. I just, <laughs> like, I might go a week of Nando's Paella Grande. Okay. I might do that back to back. <laughs> but yeah. then I'm switching up. Two nights in a row max for me. Yeah, see... That's Tani as well. That's my Are you having the leftovers for lunch too or never any leftovers? Never, never any leftovers. Okay. The so same you... the same thing every, you know. I guess, and for me, you know, people ask, why don't you change it up? Why don't you try something else? <laughs> if you find something you love and it gets better every single day, like, why not... stop? The, the question is, how does it get better? I'll tell you something right now. You know, something I look forward to in my day is like, you know, maybe, you know, the afternoon. I actually look forward to being hungry at night so I can order. Mm. Like I'm already keen. To, like I'm not very hungry right now, but I'm excited to be hungry <laughs> later on tonight so I can order. Like mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to that already, to being hungry. Yeah. That is so funny. It's That's, pretty out there. I love it. I fucking love it, dude. I fucking love it, man. I'll show you. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to do a quick scroll for you first, okay? Oh, wait, wait, Lord. So, okay. You know, the last time I did like a restaurant review, like the review. Li- like a line was out the door. Right. And it was like my favorite ramen place. Okay. So I'll never do a review on this place. I'll show up, but I'll never, I don't want people to know about oh, it. But I'll show up. But You're yeah. gatekeeping. Yeah, I'm kind of gatekeeping because it's just like. Can you get it? Is it in the. I'll just keep. Yeah, look, it's not. We will blur it out if no. you're that fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no one can know you've got to blur it. I just okay. can't believe that every okay. night. All right, so we got to get the score. Though. How do you do it? Because, do you know how to do it? Um, but I will say this. So Uber came out in 2015, right? Okay. And you were living, how many years were you living in the Kimberley? I was only 16, I guess. So um, <laughs> I was in the Kimberley. <laughs> I, was, I was in the Kimberley. So I might not have actually started using Uber till two years later. Right. Okay. So people so, could have a higher score. So, I think so, yeah. And you got to think, you might be getting one Uber eat today, right? Mm. People got to come to and from. The drive. <laughs> They're getting a double on you every drive, Doug. <laughs> okay. What okay. is your amount of rides? That sucks. Um, okay. 353. Okay. Okay, look. It's not bad. It's not that good, though. It's not well, bad. Now, it's, it's a year. It's over a year. It's not that bad. Okay, and Uber Eats, what are we looking at? Well, this one sucks. It's only... It's only two hundred and four times. Two hundred and four is pretty. It's that's that's in that's above average. Yeah, but one hundred and fifty of those have been the last yeah. six months yeah, of dinner. Yeah, literally. That. So then you just go back into the oobs, and we want your last two digits. So the point on your rating. Just the last two. Just the last two. What if it was like a two point nine five? Is it? Nine five? Is it? No, it's a four. <laughs> okay, okay. It's always a four. Well, okay, okay. It's okay. Eight five. Wee, I that's, like that. That's high. I like that. Is it? I yeah. like that. We had an eight seven yesterday, but I like. Oh, sorry, last week, but I like that. So then it's just quick math. I thought I was gonna win. You um, might. Let's see. Okay, so three twenty. 
Mm. Plus 204. Rookie numbers. Times 0.85. That's going to help you out. See, the times 0.85 because you want it to be closest to the one. Yeah. Because then it's not going to. Yeah. The more it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. That was a bit of a nod. So, <laughs> that was a bit of like a... Like like you ca- so what we're looking at here... Kind of side, but... You're fourth. You're fourth. Oh. Yeah, out of five. <laughs> you come second last. Four out of five. <laughs> really? That's terrible. That's horrible. Dropping <laughs> mm. $50 a night no breeds for nothing. Okay, so the winner last okay. week, Weezer Squeezer. All right. So Eloise Eftos. Okay. Um, great creator. Check her out. Hilarious. WA girl as well. 1,025. She had 970 trips with a 0.87 rating. Oh, my God. No license then. <laughs> no license. <laughs> but the 0.87 to maintain it at yes. such a high number of... 100%. I, yeah, of course, you can have 1,000 trips, but, you know, then there's a higher chance of being a low oh. score. Oh, my God. That's... I mean, that's incredible. I thought... I don't know. I just felt like I'd come in really hot with all these... This Thai food and <laughs> literally, like, literally. I wish we had another hour, man, because I felt like um, we could have kept going. But I want to appreciate um, and say thanks for you to to joining us on the Tossa podcast today. Um, we'd love to know your handles, where we can find you, and yeah, all that good stuff. You can find all the fun Outback cooking videos and adventurous, you know, Kimberly lifestyle under Outback Tom at Instagram and TikTok and on YouTube, Outback Tom Australia. We love it. And Chantel Schmidt, what about you? Where can I find you? Oh, gosh. Um, at Chantel Schmidt. Across all. Yeah, it Let's took go. a while, but I got there in the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and thanks to you. You've been watching the Ollie Skelton Show that everybody rates. The acronym for that is TOSSA. We'll see you next week. God bless. Catch up. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.